This episode of the Secrets to Success podcast is brought to you by Green Chef and Organifi. Green Chef's expert chefs design these recipes with gourmet flavor, which contain organic ingredients that you typically only find in restaurants. So for $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us forward slash success. Again, for $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us forward slash success. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. Just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. And now, to today's show. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What is going on? What up, y'all? Dr. Douglas Thomas in, in the kitchen, whipping work, getting them vegan eggs right for his <laughs> wife. Get it right for my what wife. You, what you whipping up over there? Oh, that's exactly it. Eggs, toast, and guacamole. Mmm. Ah, I think you're trying to put on because of who our guest no, is no today. Doubt. I shouldn't. I can't no call doubt. him a guest, a family member. Uh, we'll introduce him shortly. Uh, reintroduce him shortly, but um, yeah, man, talk to me. L- let's get this thing started off right. W- what's going on? How was your weekends, weeks? It's the fourth of July. What, what is what is what's the word over there in, in Lansing? Hey, so I'll, I'll say it like this: as fate would have it, we had starting Friday a string of ninety degree days, and on Friday evening, my wife walks over and says, "Hey, the air feel like it's not real cold." I'm talking about our mm-hmm. AC is out on Friday Ooh, evening, and we had, I'm talking about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all them days with 90 degrees plus. I think Saturday got up to almost 100, bro, no AC, so we camped out in the basement. Oh, yeah. Took y'all right back to Barbados, oh, that's man. all. man. We camped out in the basement trying to survive this. My man said he coming tomorrow. You can't, yeah. In winter, I guess it's a slightly different urgency. Like, when are you calling them? They'll be out there in a minute. But summertime, they're like, boy, please. We'll be out there Thursday, Friday, whatever. We'll get to you. Mm. So we out here we out here sweating it out. Wow. He, he didn't offer to open his home? He, you know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. <laughs> he did. Wow. And he did, see. But we can't sit on none of the furniture, so it didn't make sense. Oh, very true. Yeah, very <laughs> true. Y'all didn't want to stand up sleeping <laughs> right. like vampire. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Uh, Unbelievable, bro. Y'all got it fixed now, though? Nah, my man's, it's tomorrow. My man's coming now, so we'll see what's happening. Oh, nah, bro. What, did you change out the um, filters? Yeah, filters <laughs> changed. I think we got the... Yeah, you know what I'm saying, E? No, I was just trying to make sure. No doubt. I was, hey, because uh, I, I promise you, I, did, I, I had never been a homeowner before. I didn't know, and I got in the joint. And uh, my joint started blowing like breath on on my neck. I was like, "Oh, what is that?" And so I called my man. I spent two hundred dollars. My man came out. Was like, "Bro, just change your filters." So I was like, "Oh my bad. How you do that? You know what I'm saying?" I was like, "How you do that?" And so now I keep them filters on deck. If I remotely feel like 
the AC gonna trip. I, I got the filters ready to go. Yeah, uh, E, what's up, man? Hey, I feel like um, Hillary Clinton this morning with the I don't know if you remember Carl with the with the uh, email scandal. You remember they said they messed her up. <laughs> they messed her up with the win, right? So yesterday, uh, Mr. Quinny Pops hit me up, and uh, we was gonna go walking today, and. Uh, he had hit me up, like, let's meet up. I'm like, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? I can't do lunch. Let's get up in the morning and, you know, do, you know, go walking. We like, we're going to try to start walking together, right? So I'm like, you know, so I he hit me. And when he got off the phone, I did this long text, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, it was funny the week before he was on my heart. You know what I'm saying? I had that flamingo thing going. The spotty senses was going. I was like, yo, bro, I've been on the road a lot. You know, and I know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in guerrilla mode, you know, some stuff. I need to take care. I'm shutting down, group me, whatever. But what happens, Carl, you got to be careful when you go in G mode because some of my good relationships are being, you know what I'm saying? They're being mm. sacrificed in the name <laughs> of G mode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Casualty of war, yeah, baby. So, mm. so, so, I, so I was like, last week, I was like, yo, Mr. Quinny, like, yo, I got to hit him up. Like, we got to start doing lunch or breakfast, something. I got to do something, right? So he hit me up and I was like, hurt. You know what I'm saying? I was hurt that he hit me first. Not hurt that he called me, but I was hurt that he hit me first, right? So I went on Oh, don't that always happen yeah, though? Yeah, I was hurt. Uh, I no swear. Yeah. Every time I'm like, you know what? I ain't heard from such and such in a minute. I'm about to call them tomorrow. And they call your phone instantly. Oh. You're like, man, because you can't even get the credit for it. You, all you could say is, man, I was just oh, about bro. to hit you. I, and I did, Carl. I went on a long, you know, flamingo rant. I went on a long text boy with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you know, God had put me on your heart. I've been missing you. I want to spend some time with you. Boom, boom, boom. I sent him this long text. I, I promise you, I feel like Hillary Clinton, she got beat, bro, on the, on the scam. He picks up the phone and called me like, yo, E, you, I think you texting the wrong person. I'm like, oh, see, they messed him up with the text that he been talking about. So he thinking I'm texting the wrong person. I'm like, I'm like, you killing me, see? You killing me. I told Mr. Quinn, I was like, I know exactly who I was texting. I was texting you. He's like, oh, okay, I didn't know. I was like, yeah, he been listening to the podcast. Yeah, he been listening to the podcast. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I got, hey, I got you all messed yeah, up. Yeah, people thinking, you know what I'm saying, um, Carl? People thinking, yeah. you know, they like, he is it Oh, really yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> but that's actually a good excuse, though, because you, you can do no wrong now. You know what I'm saying? I got you in a sweet situation where it don't matter if you text the right thing, wrong thing, everything with a grain of salt. I'm trying to get that same hookup myself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I told you, bro, you got to be careful with them text messages. If you just text, if you got like five people you texting at one time, remember I told you I I cussed at my grandmother on accident (laughs) on the text. Baby, ah. I'm like, oh, Lord, you got to be careful. Sorry, Grandma. uh, At least they know. Um... Real quick, man. Uh, oh, yeah, you say you don't want to talk about that, but I want to talk about it. How come E uh, <laughs> is just balling? I just want to know, have you, let me tell you something. Okay, we all had. About it. I just said I didn't want to talk uh, uh, about uh, uh. it on this podcast because I'm going to need oh, you time want me to save talk it? about it. I don't want to uh, get into our, our guest time. Like, this is not something I can talk about without getting hyper. I might need to get rebaptized. So I just didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to go Okay, there. I'll save it for next yeah, week. How yeah, about I'll that? save it for next week, P- please. I promise right, I want to cool. talk well, about I, it. I just need 30 minutes. Uh, okay, yeah, no, me ones. too. Me too, I want to talk about it because I'm still in shock. <laughs> right. So, Carl, we'll, t- we'll, we'll discuss it. It's happened. 
working on the text thread yesterday between me and E, and they just kept coming. And got I it. just seen more, and I seen more, and I seen more, and I was like, okay, we got to talk about a podcast. But you're right, man. We do have a, a, a family member. I can't call him a guest. We do have a family member of the podcast on the podcast, man. It's been over long overdue. My man, Sean Stevenson, is joining us today. Sean, what's the deal, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How's everybody hey. doing? Man, we great, man. Appreciate you being on as always, man. Since you were on the last time, we just got a stockpile list of questions for you. People been sending in questions for you since the jump. And then uh, we'll also have some other conversation. But uh, I wanted to bring you in because I know you're, you're a sports fan as well. And um, I got to get y'all opinion real quick just on the... Uh, I can't even I can't even <laughs> fix my mouth to say it. And Sean, I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard, but I am... Not only the president, I'm a client, I'm a member of the LeBron James <laughs> GOAT Society, okay? I have been a long-standing member of this society. I'm the only one on the podcast who's in that number. Uh, Carl is on, in the number, but he's a chameleon, so he just refuses to commit. You know what I'm saying? Carl, come Otherwise, hey, he would be my vice president. Carl, you know Carl, Carl is a Kobe fan. Hey. So Carl, hey, Carl, Carl, Ben gave up the Kobe argument, though. He just refused to Did commit between MJ did. and LeBron. Hey, what? Hey, but it came back to me, though. It came to me now. Okay, there we go. No, oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. What, which one, Kobe? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying the fact that your boy with us. Like, it's oh, all, yeah, it's yeah, all oh, in the family Oh, yeah, now. for sure. So, Carl, I, matter of fact, Carl, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, Carl but I do have to get opinions. on the phone. Oh, no doubt. Oh, bruh. Okay. Well, 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 well what do you think? I'm, bruh. Go for it. So I, I'm, I'm. So let me say it like this. Of course, I'm in love with it. I'm in love and love with it. Like I can. Like the last couple of years was rough. The last time I really celebrated the Lakers was Kobe's retirement night. It wasn't really a whole lot to. I never got on the Lonzo Ball bandwagon. I hadn't seen nothing, you know, to see that they're gonna do nothing yet. But now. Now I'm a little more, you know, excited. Like, I can watch the NBA again. Now, I probably won't watch any East Coast games, let me say it like that. I don't know if it's worth my time anymore. But I might catch one or two late games next year. But I'll say this. I am super, super excited about the fact that LeBron James made a decision that, in my opinion, has less to do with basketball than anything else. In my opinion. I could be wrong, whatever. But in my opinion, he made a decision that was on some... I'm going to do something with my life and my family, and this is for us. This had nothing to do with basketball. I don't know if it has anything to do with winning championships. Of course, he's still a, a competitor, but I think this decision was a little different, and I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. Uh, Sean E., one of y'all want to weigh in on this debauchery? <laughs> I, you know, it was, I don't know if you guys have been in L.A. recently, but they had the billboards up. It was L.A. Brian. Uh, everywhere you go, you know what I'm saying? Like they was campaigning hard. And you know, with the the speed of which the decision was made, you know, he had already mm. made the decision, you know? Long time, yeah. And I, I think it's a multiple layered thing, you know, with him making that decision. Cause this man got family, got kids in school, you know, I, it, it's, I, I think that he sees other opportunities there, not just mm. basketball, you know? And what's so crazy, man, about it for me is the fact of, you know, this guy coming from Cleveland and then going to Miami, you know, the whole ring chasing thing. And now it's become a phenomenon. For me, this isn't even as much about LeBron. It's the response by the league and specifically the response by the Golden State Warriors. 
because they're like, oh, you're going to come out here and compete. Well, we're just going to sign DeMarcus Cousins, you know, and now basically the NBA is over. You know, you might as well just chalk it up. They got they got two, three more championships coming. No, the Warriors got all, like all every stars, single bro. player. I think is an all, all Olympic star. player. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm talking about Olympic, Carl. <sighs> Olympic. They whole starting five is wow. like the Olympic roster, bro. Okay. Uh, e, e weigh in on this because you you take it back a little bit more old school. What do you think about Brian going to L.A.? I mean, playing in the purple and gold. No questions asked. I'm so, yeah, what, 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 you got to feel some kind of way about yeah, this. Yeah, let me tell y'all something, man. I'm, and, and this ain't got nothing to do with basketball. I'm so excited for LeBron. Y'all know I just left the Take Control Conference. And uh, this is the ultimate Take Control, you know. And y'all know uh, I've had an opportunity to work with Dan Gilbert, you know, uh, for a few uh, years back in the day. And... Um, you know, I'm just grateful that LeBron is operating at such a level of excellence, guys, that he's he got control of his destiny. I don't mm. even want to talk about basketball. I just want to talk about I'm so proud of this dude, man. Um, man, he's about to put his kids in a great position because they play basketball. So they're about to be in a great position, being able to play in L.A., you being able to raise your family. You know, on the West Coast, everybody know, you know, I wanted my daughter to go to San Diego State University. I mean, L.A. is just a whole different lifestyle. It's a whole different way of living. And so I'm just proud of my man. He's uh, connecting with Magic, who's probably, other than Michael Jordan, one of the top, you know, business athletes, you know, of our era, you know. And so to be able to get mentored from a business perspective from Magic, you know, Magic has done phenomenal uh, things, you know, in terms of, um, you know, business and taking his career to another level. So I'm just owning it, you know, owning it or part owning the Lakers, you know, having some shares in it. He's going to teach LeBron, who I'm sure wants his own NBA team someday. So I'm just happy, man. You know, he's got his wife. He's going with his wife, his high school Hmm. sweetheart. He's going with his kids. You know, he's got multiple homes over there. I'm just as a man, you know, uh, especially on this 4th of July, I'm just glad to see my man has operating at it's beyond excellent. He's phenomenal. And so he's getting he's getting some phenomenal opportunities. You know, he's an example to other young men that this is bigger than basketball. You know, he, he's a triple double man. He's taking care of his family. He's taking care of himself. He's got his own businesses. He's got his boys that run his uh, clutch. What is it? Clutch entertainment or clutch sports. He's got his boys mm-hmm. is running uh, his company. Man, this is it's the American dream all the way around, man. And to be a Laker, come on. You know, I'm not a Laker fan. You know, I'm a Piston fan, true and true. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit here and bandwagon because, you know what I'm saying? I grew up, you know, Detroit, bad boys. But I got nothing but respect for LeBron and this move he made. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to be honest, like y'all said, I'm definitely rooting for uh, a championship, LeBron, to get a championship while he over there in L.A. I'm rooting for my man. I just think if he was to win a championship, it would just be the icing on the cake in terms of, uh, you know, his legacy, you know, and it, will he be the GOAT? But uh, let me ask you this, though. Okay, I got you, all the, the, the lovey-dovey stuff. <laughs> what do you think about 
him playing in Kobe's shadow right I, I after think he Kobe play. left. He's like, that's good. a little weird to me. He's too that's just a little weird. And it's weird because like I feel you with the magic. It's like magic was older than LeBron, so it's like, okay, cool. But you and Kobe were contemporary. Yeah, I, so it's I, like I don't think so. I, I it's think just it's a, a little game, I don't bro. it just I don't something don't sit it, right I'm just saying, uh, uh, with that. I, and, for I, me. And, and I'm shocked, see, with you because we 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 swapping roles now. I have accepted the new NBA. Oh, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah I fully yeah, I'm admit just saying, that. I, you know what I'm saying? I've been the argument towards what I feel like in the moment, yeah, bro. I, I'm just saying. I, I feel like Thanks for I, calling I've embraced the new NBA. And you got to do it. Right. You can fight it or uh, embrace it. And when, you know, the, uh, they got cousins. Ain't no telling who else they're going to get over at Golden State before this thing is all said and done. I saw a picture with uh, the commissioner uh, with a Golden State jersey on. The commissioner had a Golden uh, State. No doubt. Hooker. So uh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no end to this. But I want I say okay. To so LeBron, what? So about playing in Kobe's shadow? I don't, though, I don't know that he's playing in Kobe's shadow. He's LeBron James. He's LeBron James. Man, Kobe is a god in LA uh, and, and just retired. And that quick doggone jersey ain't even yeah, LeBron uh, settled in the rafters yet. He got two jerseys up yep. there. Hey, but, and but I, you came can like the year you, after. When did they retire Kobe jersey? Last yeah, year? Right? Two, yeah, maybe yeah. last year, two years ago. Hey, here's the deal, though. Okay, you, and you come in. I'm talking about you coming in right off the heels of that. But you don't hear nobody in LA saying that. I don't you don't know. hear nobody. Hey, it would have been like Ice like Cube Bird coming and playing for the Lakers after right, right after you, Magic. Yeah, it would have been weird, about, bro. That was the '80s, '90s. That's over with, bro. Mm-hmm. The, they all Snoop Doggy Dog. I'm 35. Yeah, I'm getting old. <laughs> I remember those days. Everybody embracing them. And Kobe hey, right, embraced I was gonna say, Right, that's what I was going to say. Kobe reached him. out. I think so, that's yeah, the piece for me yeah, that, 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 that made it. What was he supposed to do? He sent out a tweet. Let's not get over, uh, uh, out of hand. He sent out a tweet. Welcome to L.A. I oh, don't no, know no, how no. much he did an interview. No, he did an interview and just literally flat out said he, it was a phone call. I, I watched it on ESPN and he literally said like, yo, LeBron, LA we Keith. played against each other. We were that. But let, let me tell you something, and this is the piece that made me feel good. It made me feel like us. Like, yo, you, he said to him, you are a part of the Laker Nation now, bro. bro like, they all love I don't me, know man. if you understand they what you mean. Me. You are part of the Laker yeah, Nation. Like, you have, me. he said yeah, exactly. Well, I just want to say for the record that I'm stepping down as the president of uh, the LeBron uh, GOAT yeah, fan club. The GOAT. Yeah, the GOAT. And, I was never and with And I'm the removing, GOAT. listen, but, yeah, but. I'm removing myself <laughs> and appointing myself vice president, okay? <laughs> So I'm no longer the president, but I will still serve in some capacity, okay? I'm sure once the season And then y'all holla at me right around uh, March, yeah. April, and uh, I will be promoting myself back to president. <laughs> you will be. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I did, okay, for, so in all seriousness, I did feel weird about being in L.A. with the purple and gold. It just didn't, I, did, I just couldn't see that. You know, I was seeing someone on the East Coast. I think, but then I had to check myself like, okay, God, why do I really hate this? And y'all want to know the real answer of why I can't, like, I mean, the number one answer I hate it. What's that? Because I'm never going to see him play. Right. All the games yep. started 10 30. at night. Yep. I didn't see yep. one Warriors game until the playoffs. Yep. And I mean, only when they played like Sunday and Saturday type games yep. with the Warriors. Because I'm not staying up that late. So, good riddance. I'll never see LeBron play again <laughs> until the finals. And I'll be struggling to stay up and watch that. Well, I'm getting I'm old, sure Sean. Get and let's Christmas. bring Sean in on this. We can find out what's going on with my energy level <laughs> at night. <laughs> Bruh, me and my wife, oh, me and my wife, we planned for weeks to watch Power. <laughs> Bruh, I saw the opening scene and was out. I'm talking about out like a light. I still don't know what happened. My wife was so mad. She was like, babe, we talked about watching Power for a month straight. It finally came on. We were all ready. We had our popcorn. We snuggled up and I was out of there. So 
I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm getting old. Sean, what's going Ganify on, man? Night. How you feeling? That's Organifi night. Mm, <laughs> oh, right. oh, yeah, no doubt. A little, a little small, little shot at night. Keep me up. Um, Sean, in, in all seriousness, um, man, I, I, with so many things we could talk to Sean about. And first of all, man, incredible job again in St. Louis, yeah. your hometown, yeah. man. Thank you for having us, being a part of the Take Control Tour there. I always get a ton of information from you. And it's like no matter how many questions I ask or the people ask, there's always so many more questions that we could ask of you. Um, but I wanted to kind of start off this podcast, and you can take it, Sean, wherever you want, but uh, I got a lot of, you know, questions and a lot of, you know, my boys hitting me up who are, you know, starting to lose that edge, right? They, they don't quite have that same edge that they once had maybe in terms of, you know, the competitiveness that, you know, they're getting a little older and they're not playing ball anymore. You know, they don't have that competitive juice flowing in terms of, you know, um, I don't know, whatever it is, the competition level, all of those things. And they talk about their energy decreasing. Um, I've noticed with you, and you're a young guy still, but man, you operate with such energy. And so I guess the first thing I want to start talking about today, and this isn't just for men or you know women, whatever, it's for everybody. Um, talk about as we get up into those later 20s, 30s, 40s, right? We have a, a demographic of you younger people who listen to the podcast. Don't worry about this. Just take notes. It's coming. Um, but, you know, with kids and, and the job and all of that stuff, how do we keep our energy level at a high level so that we're running, um, you know, I guess at a higher level than we, we currently are? Like, give, give us some yeah. tips and some things we can do, especially as entrepreneurs who are listening to this thing, man. You got to be ready for that race as an entrepreneur, and that energy level is critical. Right, right. You know, I think the, the first thing is to look at, you know, as we're talking about this is aging process. Like this is something we're experiencing as we're getting older. So the first thing to look at is what is aging? What does that even mean? And why is my body changing? Why are my hormones changing? And so to give like a really rudimentary look at it, we do know today that there is a biological marker we can look at to know essentially how long we're going to live. And it's something, they're called telomeres, all right, telomeres. And so these telomeres are, they're kind of like little end caps at the end of your shoelaces, like those little plastic, uh, I think they're called eglets or something like that. But you guys know what I'm talking about. It's very difficult to tie your shoes if you don't have those little plastic mm -hmm. caps, right? You got to like- I didn't know it was a name for those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you got to like wet the shoestring, try to twist it through. It's, it's a headache. But you have these little end caps at the end of all of our chromosomes, and the chromosomes contain our genetic information, all right? So it's basically telling your body what kind of copies of you to print out is contained in there, all right? And so these little end caps are like the best marker we have telling us how long we're going to live, or better yet, not just live, but live healthfully, right? Because we don't want to just live longer. We want to live better. And so as we age, a little bit of those telomeres, those little end caps get clipped off when our cells divide a certain amount of times until the point where we run out of those telomeres and our chromosomes unravel. And that's really what aging is. It's the process of these telomeres getting clipped off. Now, here's the, the cool thing about it. And depending on where you are on the spectrum, we know today that there are certain things that can accelerate the clipping off of those telomeres, basically aging you faster. And this is why some folks 
in their 30s still at 30s, 40s, 50s operating like people in their 20s. And we see people biologically like we can you have a, a, a biological age and then you have a fitness age is what we're referring to it as. You know, some people have biomarkers in their 50s as people in their 20s. And so there are things also that you can do to slow down that process of these telomeres getting clipped off. And most recently, and I even spoke to this um, this woman, so she won a Nobel Prize for the discovery of something called telomerase. And it's an enzyme that can actually add length back onto your telomeres. So basically, in essence, reversing the aging process. And so as I'm speaking about this, I'm speaking about this from experience, like firsthand experience with and I shared this at the conference. When I was 20, my physician told me I had the spine of an 80-year-old man. All right. So I had accelerated my aging process so much so that my spine looked like that of somebody who's decades older. And I literally just went to the chiropractor yesterday and looked at my spine. And my spine is, is beautiful. You know, the disc in between my vertebrae that were uh, degenerated and herniated, flat almost, are supple, Juicy, doing doing the things they're supposed to be doing. How <laughs> don't on sound earth? like you're describing the back. Bitch, huh? <laughs> a different kind of back. I knew. You know what I'm I knew. Baby I got to, back. I was. I'm thinking you describing that. baby got back. <laughs> Supple. I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say this last word. See, go say something. So, <laughs> and so uh. to 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 understand like firsthand that. I was able to reverse this aging process myself, but I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And so we want to look at when we're talking about having more energy, we need to look at what are we doing at the cellular level to delay the aging process, if not reverse it. And so what are some of these basic things? You know, at the conference, man, I shared something so profoundly simple and I got full uh, participation by the audience. It was not a hand that was not raised who said that they could not do this thing. And it was, this was a research from Chicago's Rush University. And they found that just eating two servings of leafy, uh, leafy green vegetables each day, folks were able to experience fewer memory problems, cognitive decline. Bottom line, your brain can effectively be 11 years younger by just eating two servings of green leafy vegetables each day. All right, so and they're looking at folks in their 60s, 70s, and they see consistently their brains are 11 years younger. Just by eating two mm. servings, you know? So the question is, we hear this, but are we doing it? You know, everybody says, you know, it's, it's important to eat your veggies, but why? And so what we're doing at the conference is, is just stacking layers on top of like, to make it something that sticks in your consciousness, but also very actionable, you know? So that's number one. We have to look at our nutrition. And with energy, specifically, uh, one other thing I want to share. So we talked about what the aging process is, but how does the human body experience energy? And this is a really interesting thing. So, and Carl knows a lot about this stuff as well. So your cells, every we have upwards of 100 trillion cells that make up this, it's a community of you, right? So there's a community of cells that create E. There's a community of cells that come together and have an agreement to create C, right? And so these 100 trillion cells... That's one thing, but here's the, the crazy thing about it is that you have 10 times potentially more bacteria than you have human cells, mm -hmm. all right? So you're more bacteria than you are CJ, which is crazy, crazy to think about this, but this, it's, a, um, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. And so here's my point. 
all of these cells, including the cells that you have, they're run by something called mitochondria. All right. So these mitochondria are kind of like the energy power plants inside of all your cells. And the reason I bring up the bacteria is that your mitochondria evolved from bacteria. So there's a symbiotic relationship with you having energy. So here's the bottom line. These mitochondria are run and attached to certain nutrients to make them work effectively. And so if we're going to experience energy, we have to make sure that we're giving our mitochondria the raw base materials they need to function properly. And so what do most people do? They'll run out and get a multivitamin because they think that's going to solve the problem. But the reality is, is food first. What have your cells, we're talking about something very ancient with your mitochondria. Have they evolved taking a one a day, you know, to have energy? Mm. No. Mm. It's ridiculous to think that I can get my health in a, in a juice, juice plus, you know. We're trying to patch up little holes in our metabolism or in our process we really need an overarching strategy. So what are the foods that have those key nutrients? That's what we really need to look at. And so those, those are just a couple of things and diving in and talking a little bit about the nutrition component, what we bring it into our body. But man, there's so many other pieces we could talk about. Yeah, no. And the reason, I mean, I guess the, that was one of the things I had is because I had a friend who was talking about, he, he's uh, about 40, I guess now. And he was looking into the testosterone replacement. Um, I don't know if you've seen these like anti-aging clinics and things of that nature where you actually go in and kind of, I don't, I, you probably know better than not what I'm trying to say, Sean, but he, he, he was looking into it because he's, you know, he said he's 40, you know, he's got a couple kids, getting a little belly fat, just doesn't have the energy that he, you know, he wanted, you know, was playing softball, you know, in the, yeah. you know, company softball league, doesn't have the energy to do that now. And he was like, man, I really feel like, you know, even my sex drive is down and all of these things. And he's like, man, I'm about to go and, um, you know, do this testosterone replacement or I, I don't know exactly what it was, but um, walk us through that. Do yeah. you know, what do you know about Absolutely. that? Is that safe? Is it healthy? Is it, what is it? So, man, there's so many different angles that we could talk about because we think that energy is something that we get. And energy is not something that you get, it's something you create, create right? Yep. And so here's the thing. So we're talking about testosterone specifically. This is known as one of our, our sex hormones and we have several. So men and women both have testosterone and estrogen and various forms of estrogen, estradiol, estrone, on and on and on. But here's the key. So let's look at the root again. So testosterone being a sex hormone, what, what is it built on? What's needed to create it? And this is going to be important. Like this is one of the big takeaways for everybody listening today. Your sex hormones, testosterone specifically, we're talking about is made from cholesterol. All right. So please hear this. It's made from cholesterol. You need cholesterol to make your testosterone. All right. So for years we were told dietary cholesterol is going to kill you. All right. Be careful. Don't eat that egg. The egg's going to take you out. And it's just not true. There's literally zero studies showing that dietary cholesterol is directly linked to heart disease or, or even mm. elevated cholesterol, period. It doesn't work like that in the body. Your body does make about a teaspoon of cholesterol a day on its own, all right, if you're not deficient in other nutrients needed to make it. But that might not be enough for people, especially as we age and those systems start to slow down a little bit. And so making sure that you have a viable source of dietary cholesterol could be helpful for some people. You know, I've seen people's testosterone numbers go up, 
you know, if they're maybe they're, you know, being very cautious about eating, you know, animal foods and things like that. And then they add in some, a couple of eggs and they see their testosterone start to go back up. And so that's number one. Testosterone is made from cholesterol. So keep that in mind. Now, here's what happens as we age or potentially with the, the lifestyle that we're having. So testosterone is needed to have that drive, that energy, that that sense of 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 kind of motivation. This is why women need it as well. And we see this, you know, clinically, I would see when when uh, women have low testosterone, they kind of had that same thing of just a lack of drive, lack of sex drive as well. And so here's what happens. There's a process It's called aromatization. And so it's a steal will take place when your body's in a process of converting cholesterol into testosterone, it can get snatched away in this process. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but it can, it's, if you think about a street, like there's a street and it's going straight and then you got a fork in the road. All right. So cholesterol is like that car driving down the street. If something makes it go left, then it's going to become estrogen. If something makes it go right, it's going to become testosterone. And so at that cross in the road, that, that uh, fork in the road, there's a, there's a drug dealer on the corner named Sugar, all right? And Sugar's standing there. <laughs> and so when you approach Sugar... Sound and, like he's old neighborhood in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> when you approach Sugar and, you know, and, and you like, you know, you, you got that for me. And Sugar's like, yeah, I got you. And, you know, do a little handoff, boom, you're shifted left. Now your cholesterol is going to convert into estrogen because of sugar. Sugar sparks the process of aromatization, converting your testosterone into estrogen. All right. So you can literally get your sex hormone stolen and convert it into something else based on your intake of sugar, specifically processed sugar. All right. So that's one thing. Another thing is stress. Cortisol. So this glorified stress Mm -hmm. hormone can upregulate aromatization and have your testosterone get converted into estrogen as well. You know, and one of the two big things that most of us are, are dealing with today is excess stress and not having a, an outlet for that. And then also a hyper intake of processed sugar because it's just a part of our culture today. You know, so this is why we start to see so many issues related to folks not having the energy they want. And also, by the way, that that uptick in estrogen can lead to something called estrogen dominance. So this is like when, when, uh, if this happens for a female, this could lead to uterine cancer. This could lead to breast cancer. This could lead to fibroid tumors, but the same things can happen in men as far as, uh, tumor development. You know, men can get breast cancer too. If you have an estrogen dominant situation or the growth of more breast tissue, you know, gynomastia, for example, you know, a decrease in your secondary sex characteristics, all because of having too much estrogen because it's getting converted and stolen because of stress and sugar. Mm. Hmm. And wow. So can't we just hit ourselves with a little testosterone shot and just make everything back to normal? Or how does that work? That's like with everything. That's a Band-Aid solution. You're not Mm. actually targeting and eliminating the problem in the first place. Well, if I keep putting the Band-Aid on, Sean, you know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and keep replacing the Band-Aid. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you exactly what happens, you know, and I just seen this last night when I was with this doctor. You know, what happens is initially, you know, your dose is this much. Then before you know it, oh, that's not working anymore. So you got to up like the dose. Yeah. Then before you know it, you got to up the I dose. Bet, so here's man. the thing. 
Nothing mm. happens in a vacuum in your body. When you're taking a testosterone, it's affecting every single cell in your mm. body. It's not just getting the result that you want. This is affecting brain cells. This is affecting digestive wow. cells. This is affecting so many other things. And that's the problem when we try to treat a symptom. And your body is trying to actually keep everything in balance. It has in your balance. testosterone yeah. lower for a reason. It's telling you to change. Mm. Hmm. That's wow. crazy. Got yeah, well, uh, I, I got <laughs> yeah. it. So wow. no, I'll be sure to um, I'll be sure to do that. Now, what role? And and the reason I think this is so critical because you talked about it, stress and sugar and you know um, the lack of activity. I feel like that lack of energy kind of leads to that depression as well. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like when you when you don't have, I notice on those days where I just don't feel like I got energy. Like my whole. It's not just physical, it's mm -hmm. mental too. Mm -hmm. Those days where you just feel like, oh man, you wake up, maybe your leg hurts a little bit, you didn't get to the gym, you might have ate something you you know, you know you weren't supposed to eat, and it like starts to affect your overall psyche. Um, how I guess what 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 does what role does exercise play in, in the energy? Um, and, and boosting that energy. So you talked about some of the foods and that we should should eat and the two servings of vegetables and what foods to kind of stay away from. But how what role does exercise itself play in our energy? And what about those days when we just don't feel like we got it? And people say you should go and push through anyway. How do you how do we know if we're supposed to, if that's our body telling us, yo, you need to chill out and mm. rest? Yeah. Or if that's our body being like, yo, you lazy, get me moving right. and get me some energy. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I just published an episode of my show and I, I was talking with the bureau chief of Inc. in San Francisco. And he's an investigative reporter by trade. And so his big goal for his mission with this book he just put out was to look at how in the world are folks like LeBron James, when you would think like he's on his downswing now, He's, his prime is getting extended. You wouldn't mm -hmm. see this with players a couple of decades ago. You know, Tom Brady, 40, 40 plus, top, like probably still the best quarterback in the league. You know, how are they mm -hmm. able to do this? And so the, 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 the big moniker being pushed today is this term called fresh is the new fit. And you've even heard LeBron, like at some of the um, post-game uh, interviews. He's like, well, I got to get going for my recovery. He just finished the game. Recovery process starts now. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is a level of intelligence to, re you know, to make sure we're getting in that recovery. We want to go hard when we go, but then make sure that we give our body, especially as you get older, adequate time to recover. That's what these guys are doing. They're not out there. You know, you might hear these stories about Kobe and the blackout workouts, for example. You know, but as he got older, he stopped doing that, you know, and actually funny thing tomorrow, I'm speaking with the team physician from the Lakers that got him on to some new things. And one of those things was uh, collagen, you know, specifically from bone broth. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, during the last few years of his career, and this is why, man, his last game, he dropped 60 points. 60 all right. Some points. Yeah. He was able to recover, you know, from the Achilles and all this stuff because he didn't know why he was having this degeneration, you know, why he was having this proclivity for his cartilage, tendons, that stuff to break down like that. And he was lacking this key element. So 
For the last couple of years, when, no, even if they were on the road, they would send special instructions to the chef at the hotels they stay at mm. to create his bone broth according to his exact instructions. And so he was going hard. Like this was something he did in his daily practice. Wow. Because of all this rich kind of um, collagen uh, materials that he was getting and all these micronutrients he was getting from this bone broth. And crazy thing is, it might sound a little weird, but now we have a tremendous amount of studies coming in about the benefits of cartilage, I'm sorry, of collagen and how it has its ability. You can use uh, radio uh, labeling and you can actually see, they can see on scans when people consume collagen that it goes to your joints, tendons, ligaments, like in your knees, in your shoulder, like it actually is attracted to places that need to be recovered. Crazy stuff. I thought collagen was the stuff they shot in like lips to make them fatter and stuff. You know, again, it's these band-aid treatments. There's lots of stuff. You know what I'm saying? There's No, I'm saying is that the same type of collagen? I just want to make sure because for, for the uneducated I mean, out there. You know, it's it's not the same. You know what people say you get collagen? Carl, help me out. Am I tripping? Is it called collagen shots that people were getting? And like the lips to like get the Angelina yeah, Jolie lips they, and stuff like that? There's like there's there's Botox and then there's there is collagen that can be used in kind of like a okay. pharmaceutical injection. Kind of no, it's the, it's the same thing, but that's an isolate okay. versus what you would get okay. by something that's found in nature. Because collagen, okay, what it really you. is, it's an array of various amino acids, you know, to really kind of get to the point. And it's just like, you know what, since we're talking about this is one of the things that like, you know, Balco, if you guys remember like the, the, the PEDs, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm, one of the things mm. that they were going after was insulin-like growth factor. Right, insulin-like growth factor one, IGF one, and so where that's derived from, crazy enough, is from college. I'm sorry, is from colostrum. All right, so it's something in nature. Colostrum is the first milk. So when a cow has a baby, or even humans, you know, any mammal has a baby, right? You have that first milk, and it's like a formatting disc with tremendous amount of growth factors. So that's every growth factor we know about. And so what they would do is just isolate, 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 get that one thing that they find is like, this is the best thing for growth, and they would use that. But not understanding long-term, we have some research indicating that that growth could not, it might not just lead to growth in your performance and muscle, this could lead to the growth in cancer cells, right? So you have to be mindful of trying to use things in isolation, like testosterone we talked about earlier. But, but let me be clear though for everybody, that's not to say it doesn't have its place. You know, some testosterone therapy, uh, IGF-1, mm. whatever it is we're talking about, it can have a place, but we don't want to just jump right to that. We want to try to give our body the opportunity to do the things that it can do naturally first, if that makes sense. Yeah, no question. Mm. So Sean. that's the last resort, not a first resort. Sorry, go for no, it. No, no, no. Sean, so, so, but I'm not in sports, you know what I'm saying? But I, you know, I, and I'm, I'm talking mm. about, you know, so many people who are like, you know, entrepreneurs like you. Know, I, I get the Kobe analogy. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not in sports. You do a great job and uh, sleep smarter. And, you know, with these 21 principles. You know, of like really talking about the science of sleep. Um, can can you, in terms of recovery, you know, think of just ways as an entrepreneur? You know that if, if it, you know, you talked about, you know, sleep talks about a couple other things, but are there some things that you think I can do 
you know, to recover because nobody ever really talks about that. You know, people listen to me all the time. It's like, eat, say, go hard, go hard. And I do, Sean, but I, I, I think I, I do it a lot because I know, you know, as he was mentioning before, people don't have a problem with being lazy. People don't have a problem with cutting corners. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not talking to, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, there are some things that, you know, you need Most to people do. don't need to be motivated yeah. into hitting the snooze right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or overeating. You know what I'm saying? But just for, because <laughs> right. we're on a balance today, you know, give mm. me some things that I can do just as a human, you know. He, your insider is not giving you collagen? Oh, I'm, I'm not saying me. <laughs> oh, he got bone broth. That's Believe that. Saying. The yeah. insider is hooking you up. Yeah, his voice getting stronger as he get older. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm being real, Sean. Like, there, I mean, there are, that's why I said it's a lot of non-athletes. Listen, there's some things that I put in my diet, well, I put in my wife's diet, I should say, you know, me and you had a conversation, Sean, and I explained to you, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. doing. And you're like, I feel you, E, but this is what the challenge is and this is what you need to, you know what I'm saying? But everybody mm-hmm. don't have your personal number like I do and can ask, you know, questions because I am ignorant. You know what I'm saying? And so there are some entrepreneurs who are ignorant. They are pushing the throttle on both sides because it's like, yo, E.T., you know what I'm saying? But you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't live with E.T. So you don't see the things that I do. You know, and I think, Sean, for me, the two o'clock and three o'clock in the morning, that is recovery. You know, that's spending yeah. quality time by myself, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. I walked seven miles this morning. I, I, I didn't get to my run yet because I had a little tweak in the back, but I'm getting old, Sean. I was out there on the bouncy house with the kids this weekend. Like, <laughs> like yo, E. And I just feel young, Sean. I ain't gonna lie. I felt like I could get in there and, you know, and make it. You better happen. get you some bone, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need You're gonna something need right bone, in my bro, lower back. House. You know, so I so you know I, I, I didn't get to run, <laughs> you know, yet, but I you know I do some things. And so Sean, can you just tell entrepreneurs like for real what LeBron has his, you know, they got the um the ice cold Hyperbaric stuff. Chamber. Doing, you know what I'm saying? They got all this stuff they right. doing now. What what can you give us? For those of us who can't afford the hyperbaric right. chamber and the on-call <laughs> chef with the bone broth, like it. Yeah. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. You know what? This goes back to, to even answering C's question a little bit deeper earlier. Something that influences your sleep, you know, your recovery, and also something that is active as far as, you know, C asked about, you know what? Is it something where if we're feeling a little bit low with our energy, should we just push through, you know, hit the gym? I think you guys have experienced this before where you might be like feeling tired, feeling a little bit lazy, then you work out and you feel good, right? Kind of like, man, like, you know, it kind of turns things on. And so this goes back to the statement I said earlier that, you know, we don't get energy, we make energy. And I mentioned this before when we talked, this might have been even last year, but humans create something called piezoelectricity. And so we're literally generating energy from ourselves by movement. When we're moving, we're generating this kind of electricity, this kind of currency. And that charges up that mitochondria, gets gets that working better, which is that power plant in your cells. So it all goes together. Now, sometimes we need to know, like, I my body might not need to go and hit the gym and put in, you know, 30 minutes doing high-intensity interval training. It might just need to go for a 20-minute walk right, to get those energy systems flowing and, uh, and actually, again, freshes the new fit, initiate that recovery process. But how does this all link together with exercise and sleep? Um, so this is a big, big takeaway I want everybody to have when we talk about living longer, extending that lifespan, but also the quality of those years. 
uh, pub, the Public Library of Science and Medicine found that walking for 11 minutes a day, just 11 minutes a day is enough to exp- extend your lifespan by two years. All right. And this is something he already crushed that. All right. So Australia's University of Sydney. He might live to he about 700. Oh, right. 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 <laughs> uh, Australia's University of Sydney found that swapping out an hour of sitting a day for an hour of walking can slash your risk of early death by 14 percent. Now, that can mm. mean potentially nine or 10 years of extra life just by getting your behind out, your supple behind and getting out and walking, <laughs> supple. you know, getting out and walking for an hour a day because we're so docile today, man. You know, it's just our, our culture is being created in such a way that we are all about comfort and we sit a lot, you know. So how does this cycle back into uh, into improving our recovery and our sleep? Well, Appalachian State University found that and they took exercise people, you know, exercises and they had them to train at three exclusive times to see what time of day you getting this movement in can help you to sleep better at night. So, again, a reason mm-hmm. why he it's not the fact that he is um, sleeping at this time. It's his sleep is better than yours, you know, because he's doing this particular thing. And so what they found was that when they had exercises trained at 7 a.m. in the morning, at one phase of the study, 1 p.m. in the afternoon at another phase of the study, and 7 p.m. at night. And they found that when people were training early in the morning, they spent more time in the deepest, most anabolic stage of sleep. So they're getting more recovery from the time they are sleeping. Their sleep cycles are more efficient. And they also have a correlation of a drop in their blood pressure at night, which helps to facilitate this deactivation. So E is being able to, by him getting up and doing this, what he did today, at night, his stress hormones go down, which enable him to sleep better when he goes to sleep. All right, so the call to action for everybody with this is get in some morning movement. Even just five minutes is going to help to reset. It's called what I call a cortisol reset. So it helps to get your cortisol elevated in the morning because you're getting up and getting active. And it helps to reset that rhythm so that it goes down in the evening because all of us have hormonal rhythms, right? We don't really realize this because we we live you know we live in houses we drive cars we we got you know fancy clothes but we're a part of nature and nature doesn't care about any of that stuff your hormones are lined up with the sun you know the the planet moving around the sun and the in the in the moon revolving around us and so there are certain times a day you produce more testosterone there are certain times a day you produce more cortisol there are certain times a day you produce more um Estrogen, you know, and so getting this exercise in the morning helps to reset one of those rhythms so it improves every part of your life. All right. So five minutes to start the day, even today, you know, this is an early call for me, you know, kind of my morning routine is a little different today. I got my rebounder, you know, this little mini trampoline and I just jumped on that bad boy for five minutes. And NASA, you know, this is literally rocket scientists have from their research said that rebounding is the best form of exercise that they found, you know, so jumping on this little mini trampoline, not the, not the, uh, the blow up I uh, was, bouncy house. Right, I thought you were talking about Dennis Robbins. Dennis Robbins, <laughs> right. Go out there and grab some boards. <laughs> but this is this mini trampoline. It's, it's called a rebounder. And so, you know, and there, you know, there's various ones that you can get online. The prices range, but I just keep that around. Even in my office, when I have my clinical practice, I have my rebounder available, you know. So what it does is it really moves that lymphatic system. And your lymphatic system is kind of like 
uh, extracellular waste management system in your body. And it doesn't move unless you move. It doesn't have a pump. And you have four times more lymph fluid in your body than you have blood. And so if that stuff is not moving and getting stagnant, you're just creating the atmosphere for disease to manifest. You know, and so when you hear the word lymphatic, you might think of lymph nodes and people having cancer related to the lymph nodes. Well, guess what? Your immune system, which is what keeps us healthy, prevents illness whenever a pathogen is present or cancer cells, rogue cells do their thing. Our immune system can go and take those out before they have a problem. Your immune system is located predominantly in that lymphatic system. You know, this is where those white blood cells are hanging out and getting produced. And so when we have blockages in that because we're not moving, we're setting ourselves up for disease. Hmm. Now, let's uh, help E out. In addition to his hyperbaric chamber bone broth, <laughs> he also has a butter cake addiction. Uh. Sean, I want you to help E today <laughs> break this butter cake addiction. It's from Grand Lux. I don't know if you're familiar, <laughs> but it's about 700,000 uh, uh, calories. Sean, now and you at don't least 185,000 grams I, I of sugar. I can't let him lie on me, Sean. I, I, I may have a cookie addiction, but. That's my wife with the butter cake. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a okay. I'm more of a chocolate. The chip Thomas becomes. family has a sweet tooth. Okay, and all serious now, what's the, what's an acceptable amount of sugar to have? Because we always, <clears throat> you, you know me, like for real. I'm yeah. Once I hear it, I'm like, okay, I can tend to go, you know, extreme with it. Like, okay, no sugar, you know. And I know there's things that we eat that automatically have sugar, mm-hmm. but I'm like, in terms of like the Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, the, the butter cake, joints, yeah. the cookies. Right, right, right. Just like stuff that we know is just high in sugar. Like a piece of cake, you know, give us some Man. some general guidelines and boundaries as it relates to sugar. Because what you're saying is true. I'm going left with the estrogen every time I eat a cookie. <laughs> I'm about to just cut it all out, doggone it. And we're just going bland with everything. I'm eating oatmeal cookies because oatmeal cookies so disgusting, they can't have sugar in them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know Black. what? I don't know. Whoever <laughs> eating oatmeal raisin cookies, you safe. Your, your estrogen is fine. You about to go right with your tea because them oatmeal cookies are disgusting. But for those of us who like chocolate chip, you know, sugar cookies, my favorite, Great Harvest sugar cookies. Oh, my God. Snickerdoodle. Um... What what uh what is an acceptable amount and how much do you eat? That's what I'm about to start asking Sean. What do you do? That's the better <laughs> no, question. No, that's not a good question. Sean is on. Sean is a beast in this area. Oh, I ain't say I was gonna do it. I just want to know. You know what I'm saying? You know. I just want to have. I just want to be informed. E. What you makes? Know? I think that what makes me good at what I do is that, you know, everything is an option still. You know, the snickerdoodle is still an option in my universe. You know what I'm I saying? And I, I came from, mm. and I don't know if you guys remember this, but you know, as a kid, you can get penny candy. I don't know if you guys remember this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so you, we had our corner store and we go there with a dollar. You get a hundred pieces. And you got that bag of candy and we might go through that in a day or two, you know? And so it's hitting my vein. I got that hitter in my veins daily. You know what I'm saying? That's how I grew up. I grew up like that with the sweetest fish and with the, you know, with the Mike and Ikes and all of that, you know, and then take it to the, to the breakfast cereal, take it to all the, the pastries and all of that stuff. You know, this was just a part of my culture, my daily, my daily life. I had no idea that it, I didn't know the difference with food. I didn't know that this was different from eating, you know, a, a piece of salmon or eating, broccoli it's just like it's just you eat it 
and it's, it's food. It gives you, quote, energy. Mm-hmm. But every single bite of food that we eat, it's not just food, it's information. And every bite of food that we eat is informing our genes. When we talked earlier about our, our telomeres and our chromosomes, it's sending data to your cells. It's kind of like software telling your hardware what to do, what kind of copies to print out of you. So once I started to realize that, you know, I'm kind of like an artist in a way, and I'm creating my own masterpiece myself, and I get to pick what I'm making myself out of. And understanding like when I eat this cookie, it's not just nothing happening. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. We're talking about, I don't like that everything in moderation. I don't want to, I don't want to hear that again, because in in moderation, Twinkie's going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? It's not about moderation. If you're moderately smoking, you're still smoking. And so for me, it's really like, what is the majority of your life look like? What does your routine look like? And so for me, the vast majority of what I do, I'm giving my body the very best sustainable Mm -hmm. materials possible. But everything is still an option. So I'm going to, you know, every now and then it's going to be some pancakes in the mix. It's going to be some cookies in the mix. You know Real pancakes, Sean, or the ones you make out of uh, <laughs> whole wheat and burgers. dirt. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear. We talk, are we talking about Mrs. Butterworth? Or are we talking oh, about man. some Look, foolishness you done got from you know the what? whole food store? You just you just said something really important, man. You just, a, a label, a brand. You just said Mrs. Butterworth. You know, so it's thinking in the context of is, like. Is there any other kind of syrup? <laughs> see, she had the supple. She had the supple. You know, the shape. Right. And so here's the thing. It's like looking at, let me look at this at a, at a, at a more intelligent kind of meta perspective. We got Miss Butterworth because this is syrup it's supposed to be. And then we've got actual 100 percent maple syrup. Maple right. Syrup. I was going to ask, Sean, you so, took it from me. Go for it. Yeah. Miss Butterworth. Yeah, you just broke that down slow. And I'm sitting here like, what? Is, why is Mrs. Butterworth syrup? Right. Mrs. Butter- butter? Butterworth. <laughs> Mrs. Wow, Mrs. that's how you know it's fire, bro. That yellow t- she talks to you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all remember that commercial? No, no. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so we got we we're, we're looking at that and we're seeing Miss Miss Butterworth. She's got that extra thickness to the syrup. Oh, to the thick, syrup. Thick. You know, it's, it's that high fructose. Supple. It's that high supple. fructose corn syrup. It's not even. It's not even sugar. It's. It's something that's even more industrialized, processed, very, Ooh. very dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. so let's not do that. Let's let's use this syrup over here. That's actually syrup. We can. And Sean, and it let, tastes- me, let me say this. I was gonna say real quick, Sean. I got my cousin. She lives down in Charlotte. See, so you know that there's nothing but bush. And she has a mm-hmm. neighbor that literally does the maple syrup, tap the tree, do the whole nine. Yeah. Sean, when I tasted that thing. Mm. Oh, I'll never do Miss Butter. I won't do nothing else again. Sean, pure maple syrup. Watch that thing's so far. See, I'm, I'll bring you some of this. See, I'm telling you, I will never touch anything else, bro. This thing's so far. Anyway, go for it, Sean. It was, it was yeah. phenomenal. Uh, no doubt. You know, and that's the thing is like we so often we are missing out on so many different food experiences because of our limited access, you know, in our culture. It's just like these are the things... When you go to the grocery store, it looks like it's all this different stuff, but it's made from really like the same 10 things. Mm. You know, it's like wheat, sugar, um, uh, soy, corn. Everything is just varieties of this same stuff made in different ways. So it looks different. Chicken, 500 different ways. But there's so many other different things that countries all over the world, if we were still connected to our roots, 
that that they're eating that lead to this kind of proclivity of health. You know, we see certain populations and cultures like my, my, my wife being from Kenya, her grandmother, like she lived fully functional. You know what I'm saying? Just like she was by herself. She didn't have electric electricity, none of that to the day that she passed away. And she had fully, you know, full function. She was farming to her last days, you know, up into her 90s or whatever it was, you know, and all her teeth. All right. Hmm. So it's just like, but we lose track of that because of kind of our disconnection and also access. Instead of eating food based on our needs, based on season availability, we eat, we choose our food based on price most of the time. Hmm. And that's what we're doing. We're doing this for ourselves and our family. Our, our environment has been set up in such a way where we're making our decisions based on money and not on our needs. Oh, hmm. bro, let me tell you something. You can get, Sean, a 60-gallon thing of Hawaiian punch. Hmm. And it's like a dollar. I sent Ian Carl a picture. Oh. It was like, I mean, it was about five gallons of uh, Hawaiian punch. It was a dollar forty-seven. Hmm. It was one Fiji bottle right next to it for two twenty-nine, right. and it was like a twenty-ounce Fiji. I'm like, wait, how? Hmm. They both gotta have water. How come if you add something to this, it actually costs more? Like that, or, or right. it actually costs less. It doesn't make sense. But I, I'm with you and. It's so, man, it's so critical that we be informed because I'm going to be real. Growing up, like, Frosted Flakes, mm. Lucky Charms. Now, I don't let my kids do any of that. They doing Cheerios and stuff like that. But, like, you grow up eating all those super sugary cereals. You grow up, you just get a Fago pop. You grow up, you just doing high C. I don't even think we really knew anything was wrong with that coming up. Like, nobody told us, like, yo, that's super high. Like, I get mad at my parents now for giving my kids juice. Like, we don't do, like, just apple juice every day, like, stuff like that. Like, no, they can drink water. They like water. And so, yeah, no, what you're saying is so critical, man, because I think a lot of it really just is education. And I think people now are being more informed. But before the Internet, it was like, I thought high seat was water. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, we good. It's orange drink. I never thought what was in the orange drink. I just knew if you drank enough of it, it burned the back of your, your palate and how you feeling good. So and how you with a sugar hot. So I didn't know. Um, real quick, Hold let's on, pay let some go, bills real quick. Here, though, real quick, because, Sean, you talked about something. And, you know, I, I know where I'm not even in the same um, planet that you're in. But I, I, I do want to make it, you know, for people, you know, what I'm saying who struggle like myself. You said something. I just want to unpack it real quick. Yeah. I, I think, you know, okay, I'm just going to give you an example for myself, for those of you who are listening. But I think you need to have, you know, food boundaries, you know. Uh, so, for instance, you know, I was thinking about C, what C was saying in terms of sweets. And, and I know, guys, there are those of you out there, like, it's not fair, E, you travel more than we do. But just kind of listen. But there's a diet I have in Lansing. You feel mm -hmm. me? And that is, if I don't cook, it's Chipotle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have, I don't, I don't go anywhere. Like, I, I have the best diet that I'm going to have when I'm at home. You feel me? So, guys, yeah. kind of just kind of, like, listen to me and come up with your boundaries. But it is. It's water when I'm at home. Like, I don't really get into, like, if my Coke addiction is on the plane. Right, so I'm at Coca Cola, Coca Cola. Make that clear. Thank you, see. Thank you, see. I didn't want the listeners thinking so. I hope I hope they look at my Coca addiction. Bobby Brown, you know what I'm saying? I was hoping to put my lifestyle together and be like, he ain't on no Coke. 
Coke, you know what I'm saying? Look at that. <laughs> um, you know, but, but, but legitimately, guys, put boundaries on it. So, so when I'm on the plane, that's when I struggle, right? And I try to make sure that when I'm on the plane, like, the, you know how when you first come on, they're like, can I get you anything? I'm like, always say mm-hmm. no. Like, don't ever take it on the sit down, mm-hmm. boy. You feel me? And so I'm being real, mm-hmm. y'all. You, for those of you listening, like, create, you know, your own personal, you know, boundaries. So, so mm-hmm. have your season or your time where it's like, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that, right? So honestly, get on the road. It depends on where it is. Like, I don't really have a lot of challenges in Florida because we've got a vegan spot in Florida. Don't have the same kind of challenges in California because in California, it, I mean, it's everywhere you go, pretty much, you know, they, they kind of cook for, you know, a healthier lifestyle, if you will. You know, but like C said, Let's say I go to uh, Houston. Yeah, because you got to have your shirt off at the beach at both yeah, of them well, spots in Michigan, baby. You wear a hoodie yeah, 24-7. I just tell them I'm Detroit. We're going to hit you with the rallies yeah. and the McDonald's. I just tell them I'm from Detroit, so I don't do the shirtless thing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really right get now. into it like that. Hey, hey, E, somebody who's getting on you. Uh, look, remember we posted the, the video of you speaking to NC State. They said, I know that he had a, a, a very fitting shirt on. It said, one pack. Cause that's what you had. Oh, yeah, no, they say you ain't had no six pack. One pack, boy. Yeah. One I didn't pack, even pay attention to that. I guess North Carolina is the pack. So yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even see that. I have to go back and check that out. But as he said, oh, uh, go to S Two S podcast. Shout out to whoever said that. I was hollering. Yeah, bro. hey, but like she um, said, I, that's the I, I I hate it. But those are the, my best messages have come. With the overweight, hey, maybe Sean can find a correlation between Chunky <laughs> yeah, E being you know sweeter than Skinny. I hate to say that with Sean on the podcast, but my best work <laughs> has always been, you know, when I was a little chunky. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, oh and, and, man, and I think hey. Sean. I also wanted to talk about people, right? Because I, you know, I, it was it's funny, and I, I hope my wife is not too close and she's not listening. But you, I think one of the things that we also have to deal with, man, just to be honest, when we deal with our diets is also people, you know, because when you're right. around certain people, you know, um, that can have an impact on you as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you so, mean how C trying to get me to eat pork every time we no hook up? Qu- no question. I'm just being real. <laughs> you have people that you hang with. If um, some people, Sean, if they eating two, three times a day. You know, they're going to want you to eat two, three times a day. If they're eating sweets, like, I'm not a butter. Like I said, I'm, my, we went to, uh, I don't know where we were recently, but my son and I, oh, Chicago. And so one, uh, one time we went to cheese, uh, not cheesecake, Grand Lux. My son and my wife had the uh, butter cake. And so the next time I went, my wife was like, he ain't here. I want to get, and I'm not going to eat it if you don't eat some. And I'm like, let's not do that. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm the chocolate chip dude. So let's, get the, let's get the chocolate chip cookie boy. But, oh, I forgot y'all do the box of chocolate no, that's chip me cookies. All day. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't mm. really like the butter cake like that. But I'm saying, Sean, there's certain things, honestly, and for those of you who are listening, like, for real, I, I, this is a big component when he talked about, you know, like the, the you talked about like the makeup but some of us eat different when we're with different people. And you gotta right. be cautious of that too. Some of you eat way healthier, but when you get around certain people and you wanna, and the fellowship is great. I'm just being real, Sean. Oh, like, I love being around my chunky <laughs> friends. We get big. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about, bro. Oh. I'm talking about. When I'm around Sean, I'm just feeling, I'm eating nothing but salad <laughs> and spinach. When I'm around my chunky friends, I'm talking about we going in, we doing appetizers. <laughs> 
calamari, extra uh, uh, no shrimp on the on, on the side. Like, no bro, we're so, going in. Shout out to said, all my chunks, there, my big Sean. bone friends. Put that in your next book, bro. That that while we don't think about it, when we're with certain people, environment. Yeah, no, environment yeah. play a yeah. big role. Yeah. Man, yeah, you know what's so crazy? In, in a you lot of families, yeah, in, like for real, in a lot of families. Food, everything you you celebrate with food, yeah, right? right? Like mm-hmm. that is the reward is, is food. Yeah. So if you, you know something good happened, oh somebody graduated, food. Somebody getting married, food. Like we've been taught in our culture right. that food is a reward. Shout out to my man Bobby Patton, who actually is in our Game Changers program, who talks about you know overeating and he talks about not celebrating victories with food, but celebrating with something else. Buy yourself a watch. You know what I'm saying? Go get some new clothes. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, bro, I learned I had an addiction when I was celebrating my weight loss with food. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't make sense. So, um, real quick, Carl, let's pay some bills, man, and uh, we'll come back. We got some questions for Sean. So, uh, let's go with our new sponsor, and then we'll have Sean do our our veteran savvy partner, Organifi. Yes, sir. So, hey, this segment was brought to you by Green Chef. And you guys know we've been rocking with HelloFresh for a while. HelloFresh actually partnered with Green, Green Chef. So with Green Chef, everything is convenient. Recipes are simple and quick to do. They come with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and even photos to make sure you're doing it correctly. With Green Chef, it's quite easy to maintain a specialty diet and enjoy the exciting options. They're ranging meal plans from paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, carnivore, um, and the one we did see, we got the, the southern blackened tofu, and, and we talked about environment. Ooh. My parents are with me. So my parents are Ooh. vegan. So like anytime I get, you know, anything HelloFresh, any of these things, I do mm-hmm. um, the vegan option. So we had the Southern mm-hmm. Blackened Tofu. Let me just explain to y'all. This was like a red bean and rice, Cajun style tofu. And I'm telling you, it was fire. It was fire. Like literally we sat down and my wife was looking at it at first, like, cause they, they did it with the squash vegetables. Hey, and, and not, not, not supple, Sean, but they did it with this vinaigrette um chard they did chard like a salad with chard and beet the corn and stuff and i'm just telling y'all taste it was sweet sean it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't refined sugar but it was sweet but no the the cajun style stuff man was i'm talking about phenomenal my parents were like okay yeah where you get that we need to get that again um so the green chef believes that dinner should be planned around your life and not the other way around each ingredient in each recipe is thoughtfully sourced and the journey is tracked from planting all the way to plating. Green Chef expert chefs design these recipes with gourmet flavor, which contain organic ingredients that you typically only find in restaurants. So for $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us forward slash success. Again, that's greenchef.us forward slash success. Sean, can you tell us about Organifi, now I do the ghetto Organifi ads, you know what I'm saying? I just go off what I'm feeling, like for real, I'm on the Organifi. Everybody who listens to the podcast know that my favorite one is the green, and and mostly, again, because of you, right? You're the one who put us on to Organifi and made us customers first, and then, you know, introduced the relationship, so big shout out to you for that. And um, man, you are one of, uh, probably the most well-researched guy that I know in this space, and um, you fully co-signed the Organifi, so tell them why they should be, you know, drinking Organifi, why they should make it a part of their daily routine. I know you talked about the, you know, couple servings and things like that. And you were in St. Louis when we were giving the Organifi out. Uh, real quick, tell tell the people why they should be drinking Organifi. Absolutely. You know, uh, first thing, I got to pivot off of what Carl just shared. You know, there was a study done, this was in 2014, and they looked at how often families cook at home 
versus, you know, out picking up food. What impact does that have on your calorie intake? And so they found that Mm. just cooking at home six to seven times a week, folks on average ate 100 to 150 less calories just automatically. What that leads to Mm. is a 10 pound weight loss in the course of a year simply by making a few more meals at home. And there's something really special about that, that again, you know, we've tend to loss in our culture, you know, so just even keeping that in mind and, and having services like that is incredibly valuable just to make stuff easy because we're busy. That's one of the reasons we, and here's what's crazy is like, we don't want to cook at home, but we want to watch cooking shows, right? Mm. You know, these are some of the Chopped. most, I love Chopped, I most popular shows, you know, it's just like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. Makes, you know, just take some time because you can, there's quality control there, you know? So, and as far as Organifi, you know, as I talked about earlier, you know, we're looking at, okay, I'm going to take a vitamin to try to address these things. Well, the problem with that is that these are synthetic, isolated sources of these nutrients. Organifi is from whole food concentrates. So whole kind of green superfood blends of things like uh, spirulina, which spirulina is the highest protein food ever discovered. And so when you hear something like that, a lot of people might not have heard of spirulina. I've been studying spirulina for almost a decade and a half, you know, just something I regularly kind of check in on, see where the research is going. The reason I do that, though, is that this food has been around documented use for thousands of years. You know, if you look at uh, the ancient Aztec society or like cultures in ancient Mexico, this was their main protein source. You know, it's kind of on a daily basis. Countries in Africa, like Chad, have been utilizing spirulina. So it's 71% protein by weight, you know, whereas like something like chicken, for example, might be 30% protein by weight. So it's incredibly dense, but it, of course, it's smaller. You're not using that much. It's gram for gram. But that means it has these array of these essential amino acids that your body really needs to, to build itself. And what's so special about it is the fact that um, studies have shown that consuming spirulina triggers something in your body called stem cell genesis. So that literally means genesis is creation. So it's the creation of new stem cells. Why does this matter? Stem cells become potentially any cell that your body can need, whether it's cells for your meniscus in your knee or, or cells for your liver or cells for your brain. You need stem cells to be able to make those cells. I pro- Man, f- Lucky Charms can't do that, man. You know, Hawaiian Punch cannot make stem cells. <laughs> It'll kill some. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lieutenant Crunch. Now, Lieutenant Crunch can definitely do that. <laughs> you know, at the other day when I was like, because we ate the off-brand cereal, you know, so I was like, I didn't have Captain Crunch. I think I said Lieutenant Crunch, but I mm-hmm. remember what it was afterwards. You know, actually, my little brother had told me, he's like, it was King Vitamin, Sean. We had King yeah, Vitamin. King Vitamin. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything with vitamin got to be healthy. Got to be good, right? That's that marketing. That's that marketing. Mm. It's supposed to be like Captain Crunch, but it just didn't quite dissolve correctly. Man, you Sean. know. <laughs> and so turn your milk purple, then you drink the milk. Oh man. <laughs> but so you know, with Organifi, so we got spirulina, we have moringa, which moringa might just be the most nutrient dense as far as its profile food ever discovered. You know, it's um, you know somewhere around. Four times the amount of potassium is found in bananas, uh, somewhere around four to seven times the amount of calcium found in milk, uh, 25 times the amount of iron found in spinach. So it's another one of these green superfood uh, concentrates that's inorganified. Chlorella, ashwagandha for managing stress, again, been utilized for thousands of years in a formula 
that because with all these green superfoods and when I used to use them, it's like this stuff doesn't taste good at all. I'm talking about mess your smoothie up. They've created a formula <laughs> that tastes relatively oh, good by itself. Yeah. It's refreshing. It yeah, ha- has this kind of sure. minty vibe yeah. to it. It just makes you feel clean when you yeah. drink it, you know, yeah. and you're getting it from a real food source. And that's the key. So you guys let them know the the link to get access. And if you're not utilizing a green superfood blend, you are really missing out in today's world. Everybody needs to be on one or you're at a real disadvantage with your health. Everybody, everybody. So go to Organifi.com, O-R-G, uh, I-N-I, spell it for me, Carl. <laughs> O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com. Organifi.com. Yep, promo code SUCCESS. Um, yeah, use the promo code, man, so we, they make sure, we can make sure they know uh, we sent you, man. Thank you for that, hey, And Sean. I'll save you 20%. Um, Don't forget that. Yeah, See, yep, that's the key. 20% off. Mm. Yeah, Organifi.com. Appreciate you. All right, cause I'm sitting here looking at all these questions for Sean, trying to, let's sneak all of these in, because I know he's got to go to Detroit. Sean, we're trying to respect your time. I promise you, bro, I, literally, I got like a thousand more things in my notes left to discuss, but we don't <laughs> have the time. So we'll go right into Ask Sean. Ray in Benton Harbor said, uh, hey, Sean, I'm getting up there in age. Need a little help with my GMG from time to time. I see all these commercials on TV, but don't know where to begin. Any recommendations? E, you ain't slick trying to uh, sneak this question in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He trying to sneak in a little. You know what I'm saying? What did he say his name uh, was? So this guy, yeah, this guy saying basically he, uh, yeah, he could use. He's not sure if he should use the stuff from TV. Okay. Well, yeah. You know what's so funny is that, of course, Keep we... it PG, Sean. It's PG. <laughs> no PG doubt. podcast. No doubt. So what's so funny is that we've kind of been um, touching on this subject as a pun and not intended right there. We've been, <laughs> we've been going around this subject today as it is, you know, and talking about our sex yep, hormones. Yep. And so when you're seeing uh, these commercials, you know what's so funny is that we're watching these commercials as we're being docile and not active in our lives a lot of times, you know, and these promote, I mean, these uh, marketers are very, very good at what they do and they know which shows to attach it to, you know, to, to make sure that you are aware, Hey, if you're having this problem, we got a drug for that. You don't have to change your life. You don't have to change your lifestyle so that you're actually healthier and making these things happen. We got a drug for that. And so just keep in mind with the marketing, All of that stuff is a Band-Aid solution. And here's the big thing I want you to keep in mind is that nothing happens in isolation. That's why we have these things called side effects. All right. So be Mm. conscientious of that. You don't get these things and not have a side effect, you know. And so even yesterday, you know, we were talking about, you know, when I was with this physician, somebody coming into the clinic and they're on 31 different meds, you know, in their Mm. 40s. And it's for wow. one thing, one drug is a treat side effect from this other drug, treat a side effect from this <laughs> drug, you know, so keep that in mind. So what do we do to, to kind of increase that potential, that, that, that strength, that blood flow? Um, what we want to do is, number one, we're thinking about, okay, so this has to do with circulation. This has to do with, uh, with energy. And the number one thing that we've kind of talked about today in relationship to that is exercise. You can increase your testosterone specifically by lifting weights. All right. That's one of the few things that we know to help to increase our testosterone. So you need to do some weight training two to three times a week if you're not doing that already. But there are plenty of guys that lift weights that their testosterone is still low because you got to focus on the recovery. 
I'll tell you right now, this is the number one thing, all right? The activity, like as far as you being awake, exercise helps. So lifting weights and walking for that circulation. The number one thing we know for certain that's linked to your testosterone is your sleep. Your sleep number, so literally when you when you go to bed, when you go to sleep, your testosterone starts to go up, right? And this is where we have the phenomenon. If we, one of the indicate, we don't even need to go get a testosterone panel done. It's called the morning the morning TP, all right, the morning, the morning wood, you know, like that's an indication. <laughs> so the testosterone is going up as the night goes on. As soon as you wake up, your testosterone starts to process it going down. This is the one hormone that's directly correlated, goes up and down with the amount of sleep that you get. If you're sleep deprived and or your sleep quality is terrible because you're not doing a thing like exercising in the morning like we talked about, because you're not getting what I call good sleep nutrients in. So there's certain nutrients that help to ensure that your body, your brain can do processes to help you to sleep. If you're missing these things, just get a copy of Sleep Smarter, number one, and start to really focus on improving your sleep quality because that is the number one thing that correlates with increasing your testosterone is your sleep. Yep, I'm about to take a nap right after we finish the podcast. <laughs> e- Elon... Elon in Tampa said, are cheat days effective in resetting your metabolism? And is it a cheat day or a cheat meal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I we talked about this before that I don't even like the word cheat. I don't like that because it's the only it's one of the things that we that we attach cheat to that's supposed to be OK. You know, if we're talking about relationship, if you got cheat in there, you got a problem. If we're talking about you, uh, a partnership or something you're doing in your business and you're cheating in school, you're cheating, guess what? Something bad is potentially going to happen, you know? So we need to reframe even the idea of cheating. Uh, graduation? <laughs> <laughs> you graduated, but you still, you know, you, you, you still dumb. You know what I'm saying? You want to be there and actually- Hey, baby, all a part of the game. <laughs> So listen, listen, listen. So here's the thing. When it comes to this idea, it's just a reframing, in my opinion. You know, so what I've seen to be effective is that if your relationship, for example, is fulfilling and it's giving you everything you need, you don't have a desire to cheat. There's not even an idea that you need to cheat. So we have to make sure that your nutrition overall is in a place where you don't feel like you need to cheat on it, if that makes sense. And so making sure that every day you're having things that bring you joy, that bring you pleasure as far as the palate. You know, see, I was joking a little earlier with the salad, you know, as far as being around me. That's not my life, man. You know, like, I'm eating amazing food every meal. Like, I'm not going to be involved if I'm not enjoying myself. Like, I don't want to suffer through getting well. I think that those two things don't coexist properly long term. Suffering does not lead to health, in my opinion. And so what does this look like? Now, when I said earlier about pancakes, for example, maybe you can treat, like have a treat, a treat meal, you know, where you kind of go even, even though you might be doing, mm. you know, the sweet potato and the, and the, um, and the baked chicken thighs and the, and the greens, maybe you're doing that and it's an amazing meal that tastes great. You know, you're kind of doing things like that along those lines, but then maybe, you know. Wait, that was the treat? No, 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 no. I'm saying your regular oh, meal. Regular. That's the regular. Oh, thank God. But then, you know, like, Saturday rolls around. Baked chicken is the treat. I'm in trouble. Saturday rolls around. You, you know, you hit the gym. Then you guys are going to go out for breakfast. 
you know, then you grab you some pancakes, you treat yourself to that, you know, um, but the majority of your diet is something that, you know, you're not just sitting up there trying to eat iceberg lettuce, you know, calling yourself healthy and just juicing, you know what I'm saying? We want to make sure that our meals overall bring joy, but then you treat yourself when the, when the time calls for that to, to take place. Uh, Linda in Rhode Island said, how much coffee is too much coffee? <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, there was a study that I cited in, in Sleep Smarter that what they had individuals do was to consume caffeine literally right before bed, three hours before bed, and six hours before bed. And they found that even having caffeine six hours before going to sleep was enough to, for them to objectively... So this is like using sleep monitors. It literally took away an hour of their sleep. So the person mm. was unconscious, but they only slept like as far as like deep sleep and transitionary stages for seven hours versus they were unconscious for eight, if that makes sense. So they pulled away and lost an entire hour of their sleep because of caffeine being active in their system. And the reason is that's so is that caffeine has a half-life of about eight hours. So that means... After eight hours, half of what you consumed is still active in your body. All right, so how much coffee is too much? I think, first of all, it's about timing. And so making sure, I recommend generally people get their caffeine in, the coffee, ideally for most people before noon. You know, so this is like a morning thing to get you going, give your system a little jolt. But understand it's a jolt. It's a nervous system stimulant, and it's not sustainable. And so how much coffee is too much? I'd say teetering on the line of maybe two to four cups, depending on the person, depending on how well you metabolize coffee, I think that would be on the extreme. You know, is I mean, the outer perimeter of what's okay is two to four cups. And then you'd probably be doing black coffee too. Uh, the whole 18 creams and, and 42 sugars is not recommended, right? Right, that's not coffee. That's, that's, um, <laughs> that's dessert. Ice cream. Right, right. right. Dessert, yeah. <laughs> Ice coffee cream. Uh, Rachel in Massachusetts said, how can I safely gain weight? I'm 20 pounds under my ideal weight. Cry as a river, Rachel, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and and want to put on the weight responsibly. Uh, any tips for how to put this weight on? Krispy Kreme, all right? And spend the day <laughs> with E eating eat butter eat, cake. Yo, that's it. <laughs> hang out with E at the Grand Lux. You'll be 40 pounds overweight and be... Uh, Chunky like the rest of us trying to get back the other way. Um, so, and, uh, so Sean, she wants to gain 20 okay. pounds responsibly. Okay, I'll just give you two tips real quick. So the first thing is, you know, a lot of times the folks, you know, and this being uh, a woman, um, we got to look at your health overall, you know, your digestion, your liver function. So chances are you've probably tried to gain weight and it might not necessarily be happening. And so you got to look at your organ function. Is your digestion healthy? or your organs working properly. And so that's number one. Number two, we have to stimulate appetite. All right, so what does that mean? Carbohydrates are the number one macronutrient that drive you to want to eat more macronutrients. A big challenge with eating weight, I mean, uh, gaining weight is not wanting to eat and not feeling hungry. And so we want to stimulate, it's a hormone called ghrelin, and it's a hunger hormone. And ghrelin responds to carbohydrate intake. Now, be clear, I'm not saying you need to eat a high-carbohydrate diet because that can be dangerous. But you do need to up the ratio of your carbohydrates. So more sweet potatoes, mm. rice, uh, fruit, that kind of thing, 
to make you to want to eat more and including I was going to ask you that too Sean cuz I swear like like when I'm like real strict on my stuff I'm like not even that hungry but as soon as I like start eating mm. then I'm like starving I'm like yo what's wrong with you like shoot that just answered it a gorilla Gorilla. Well, okay, gorilla. So Mine, is me, gorilla. <laughs> Mine is a gorilla. Mine is a gorilla. You say gorilla. Mine is a gorilla. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that just answered my question for real. And that's, you, you, anybody else know what I'm talking about? You start eating, then you're like, whoa, I wasn't uh, even hungry, but now that I start eating, I'm hungry again. Like two uh, hours later, you're like, I'm starving. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. So, Sean, let me ask you this, because you just recommended, like, you know, rice, that kind of stuff to gain weight. But what about those cultures? You know, a lot of Asian cultures that eat, you know, excessive amounts of rice, but they seem to be a lot smaller in frame. You know what? Um, you know, specifically with us, we have, you know, Barbados, we have uh, Africa represented, you know, just here in my household, uh, mm. Asian cultures, India. So they are eating, they're eating rice, they're eating white rice, but it, it's, and it's a staple, but you got to look at all the other things that they're doing along with that. You know, they're mm, eating yeah, uh, vegetables, yeah. come with every meal. You know, we're looking every at, meal. Uh, yeah. you know, even if, if you think about some Asian cultures like Okinawa, they got sea vegetables, um, they're doing they're doing fish, they're getting their protein, they're getting their carbohydrates mm. from, from vegetables as well. Vegetables are another form of car carbohydrates. And guess what? That form of carbohydrates activates leptin, which is more of a satiety hormone. Uh, when they're eating those proteins and those healthy fats, it's turning on leptin, which is a satiety hormone. So even though they're getting in a ratio of carbohydrates that trigger uh, you to be hungry, their overall meals are so balanced that they feel mm. balanced in their own bodies. So that's the key. Yeah. So, But if they yeah. increase their ratio of rice and less of the other stuff, they're going to have a tendency to want to eat more and a tendency to gain mm. weight. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do one more. Uh, da, 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 da. Darren in Houston says, Sean, man, I just want to thank you for all the info. Been listening to your podcast since the first time the fellas had you on. I'm actually down 90 pounds since then. Mm. Shout out to Darren. Yeah. Uh, I was at 360 then. I'm at 270 now. My question is twofold. One, I feel like I've hit a brick wall. I'm still dieting and exercise the same as I was before, but I'm not getting the same results. Any suggestions? Two, I also have some extra skin as a result of losing so much weight. What are your thoughts on lipo and or plastic surgery? Mm, wow. Man, first of all. Two-fold question. Yeah, I mean, first of so, all. So, yeah, the first one is uh, he's hitting the brick wall. Right. So, and just on, we just want to acknowledge you, man, because what you've accomplished, this is like less than 1% of the population has been able to do something like yeah. what you've done. So, you know, just yeah. a big uh, uh, shout out and acknowledgement for that. And as far as hitting that wall, you know, these, these type of questions is very difficult without knowing the person, you know, because like you said, the diet and the exercise, but what, should, what does your sleep look like? What does your mm. stress management look like? Because you can overeat your weight fat, you can under-exercise your weight fat, you can undersleep your weight fat, and you can overstress your weight fat, you know? And so a great example- Ooh, That's a lot of ways to get fat. <laughs> One a good example is this guy, Mike Dolce. It's a friend of mine. He's been the MMA trainer of the year uh, three times in a row. So he's got like all the celebrity uh, UFC fighters are his clients. And he needed to get in shape to do UFC fit, this kind of uh, exercise series. And, you know, his diet was on point. Like that's what he's known for, the exercise, obviously. But he just couldn't get that extra body fat off. And it wasn't until... 
He increased his sleep. And for me, I'm not telling people to sleep more. You just need to sleep better for most people. And so as soon as he shifted the focus and started to get more on his recovery, because you might be overdoing it, uh, getting more on his recovery, boom, he dropped those extra body fat percentages and just got shredded. All right. So you got to address those two other things, man. Make sure that your sleep is on point because it's crazy as it sounds, because it's like we think we should do more. Right. We got to do more to get this weight off. We got to fight. We got to do something active. But you also have to respect that. You have to respect the activity. You have to respect um, that process of, of getting out and grinding and focus on getting that recovery so you come back better. All right. So that's number one. And of course, addressing stress, if that's a, a place in your life, too. And as far as the, the skin, you know, this is why I recommend folks making sure that they're utilizing strength training, you know, lifting some weights when they're doing their weight loss. That helps a lot in the process. And also just not not going out and doing the biggest loser approach of like losing weight really fast because you gain weight slowly. You know what I'm saying? So giving your body some time because your skin will draw back and a lot of times it'll go with you as you lose weight. But if you lose weight really quickly, this can happen. But that's okay. Because, you know, we do have options today of, you know, folks having procedures done to do something about the skin. I'm not against that. You know, I would, of course, want to see people do this naturally, if at all possible. Um, Some things that people can add into their protocol would be what we talked about earlier, getting some collagen, collagen protein, um, uh, bone broth, things like that, that provide the nutrients that the skin needs to be more intelligent. Um, but so, and I just want to put that out there that everything is on the table. If you're at a place where physiologically, you know, you've lost weight, you're feeling good about yourself, but this is a psychological barrier for you, then definitely, yeah, you could talk to somebody about a potential procedure, you know, if that's what feels good in your life. Man, appreciate it, Sean. Um, man, and thank you to everybody who wrote in all those questions. Like I said, we'll have Sean back on again, of course, man, and we'll try to get the rest of them. I know there's tons and tons of questions, but. We're up against it now, man. A couple announcements really quick, man. Dreams to Legacy, July 14th, Salt Lake City, Utah. All right, our first ever event in Utah is coming up. Shout out to Jay Hatch. Uh, He's um, leading that charge out there in his hometown, man. So we're excited about coming to Salt Lake City July 14th, all right? So um, then also take control back on the agenda to August 26th, Pop's birthday. Tickets go on sale. Tickets are on sale already, all right? So take control, San Francisco. Make sure you're on that. The Saving 7,000 event we talked about last week, um, EE is heading that up, man. We're super excited about that. That's September 1st in Atlanta, so make sure you join us for that. Also, Ignite the Dream Philly, September 9th. Tickets on sale now. That's Inky Johnson, Eric Thomas, man, for an incredible once-in-a-lifetime event. Make sure you're out there September 9th. Uh, also, Phenomenal Life Jamaica, February 25th to March 3rd. Shout out to Sean and his crew is going to be out there. Sean's going to be doing some workshops out there for us, leading us in some stretching, some exercise, and some information, man. Just super pumped about that. That's February 25th to March 3rd, man. Put your deposit down. Don't wait. Put your deposit down now so you don't run out of spots like last time on the cruise. People were hitting us up right at the end. Like, man, can I get on? And it was already sold out. So make sure you jump on there, man. Put down your deposit so you can reserve your spot there. Um, Carl, what you got for him? Hey, I'm going to tell you all this real quick. How would you all feel to be on our, our Sunday calls? We just opened up our Sunday calls, man. You guys can get on, but you got here's the, here's the catch. 
you gotta download the app. It's an exclusive offer to all our app supporters that's been rocking with the app from day one. Of course, Android, um, iPhone available on both platforms, but check that out. We got an exclusive offer in there. Y'all can jump on our Sunday calls, man. E be going in. E be going in on these Sunday calls. You get your little, your eight o'clock church on Sunday morning. So check that out in the app. And come on, y'all. We, we waiting for you. And the app is just, they just search Eric Thomas. Just right? search Eric Thomas. Yep. Yeah. Shout store. out to everybody who asked us, do you guys have an app? We do have an app, man. It's all kind of motivational stuff on there. Yep, the Alarm clocks, wake up tones. Yep, the podcast is in there. All you need is right there. So just go to your app store, search Eric Thomas, download it, man. And uh, of course, of course, as always, join us in BU. Sean's got his courses in BU, man. We got all kind of stuff going on in BU. So shout out to all our, our current BU students, man. Love you guys. Thank you, as always, for being a part of the family. Uh, real quick, Sean, I'm going to have you do our nugget of the day today, but let them know where to reach you. Let them know how to, um, you know, find the podcast, find the book, sleep smarter, give them all the information. Awesome, man. Yes, yes. So uh, you guys can check me out where you're listening to this podcast. You can find my podcast, The Model Health Show. And, um, you know, first of all, listen, guys, I'm super excited about all the events coming up. I'm going to pop in and be there in Utah. And of course, the cruise last year was incredible. This time we're going to be in Jamaica. And um, man, I'm telling you, it's one of the best events that I've ever been a part of. Yeah. You know, so these, yeah. if you haven't been to an event with this team, I'm telling you, man, there's nobody in the world that does it better. So make sure to come out and hang out with us. So, yeah, so it's the Model Health Show. You can find me there. And we do master classes on my show. So uh, if we're talking about, you know, uh, fat loss, we'll do a master class on it. So you get the real knowledge on how to do that. Uh, natural treatments for depression, for diabetes. All you have to do is click play. If you have somebody struggling in your family with diabetes or you are, you'll get the definitive guide on what this illness actually is and how to reverse engineer it and get you healthy. You know, we had an 80% reversal rate for type 2 diabetes in my clinic, and I share everything that I know. I don't withhold anything. And, and so definitely head over to check us out. Uh, online, you can find all my social media at themodelhealthshow.com. So you can follow me on Instagram or wherever it is you like to do your social media. And... Um, also, Sleep Smarter, my book is there as well. So, or you can go to any of your, you know, your local bookstore, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and uh, you can cop a copy of Sleep Smarter as well. And so, just when we hit the nugget of the day, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, no, nah, man, good yeah, stuff. please hit us with the nugget of the day. And uh, man, thank you for coming on again, yeah, bro. It's always uh, great to have you on. We're entrepreneurs, man. We're fathers. We got a lot going on, man. And you always come on and drop some stuff on. I know me personally and, and Carl and E, we take this very seriously, yeah. our health. We talk about our health. Even when you're not on the show, we try to talk about it as much as we can. And so um, thank you for always being willing to share those nuggets and that wisdom. You know, it's incredible. And uh, we promise to apply it. So yeah, get us out of here on that nugget of the day, Sean. Uh, no doubt, man. Thank you, guys. And so for today... You know, this nugget of the day is about family. And as he talked about, you know, it's the environment that you're in. You know, we're going to have a tendency to change what we're doing based on the people that we're around. And I've changed what I'm doing based on being around these incredible people here on this call with me today. And so I want you to think about that in context of your health and your fitness is who are you around and being more mindful to get yourself around people that are moving in the same direction that you want to go. It's essential. It is very, very difficult to make healthy choices when you're surrounded by sickness. It's very, very difficult to make 
healthy moves in your life as far as your food choices, as far as you get into the gym, if you don't have somebody there to support you in that in that mission. So your family is not the only family that you have. And so meaning your blood family is not the only family that you have to adhere to. Humans are create are, are not just are not just products of our environment, we're creators of our environment. So you can proactively choose your family. You know, and so this is my family here, and you guys are part of this family as well. And so getting yourself around this information, listening to the podcast, getting this message in your spirit helps to support you in your in your in the direction that you're going. So you want to get that in mentally, get in that mental food to help you to choose what food you're bringing in in your day-to-day life. And also physically get yourself around people that are on the same path as you. You know, get out to these live events in your day-to-day life, you know, hook up with friends who are about that fitness life, you know, because it's just going to make everything that much more doable for you as you move forward. So there you go. Hey, appreciate that nugget of the day, Sean. E. Carl, appreciate y'all, man. Love y'all. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity.